the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper strongly urging residents to stay off the road as a massive winter storm blankets parts of the southeast with snow and ice. Correspondent Bob Agner reports that Uber has filed confidential preliminary paperwork for an IPO. The Wall Street Journal reports the San Francisco-based Uber filed the paperwork earlier this week. That would indicate it could go public within the first three months of next year. And the filing would come on the heels of a similar move by Uber's smaller rival, Lyft. The two initial public offerings could raise billions of dollars for the two companies to fuel their expansions and give investors their first chance to hitch their wagons to the booming business of ride-hailing apps. Bob Agnew reporting. President Trump has announced that uh, retired Marine Corps General John Kelly, who's had the job for the last 18 months, is leaving by the end of December. This is SRN News. Joe Walsh will always tell you which side of an issue he's on. Whose side are you on? Whose side am I on? I'm on the side of freedom and limited government. What's your next question? I'm on the side of the Constitution. I'm on the side of open, transparent, honest and limited government i'm on the side of freedom the joe walsh radio program weeknights at 11 on am 1280 the patriot intelligent radio hey from here on to the end of the year you'll hear the soundtrack for the new season on our sister station the fish twin cities.com tune into the holiday classics plus brand new christmas songs from today's top christian artists christmas music on the fish twin cities brought to you by minnesota adult and teen challenge Go ahead and download the FishTwinCities.com mobile app on your phone store today. AccuWeather forecast got a high of 28 with a low of 17. Kind of partially cloudy throughout the day. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast, we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651 289 4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N A R N Show. And you can also like our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like, and you can keep up on all of the events and uh, show content taking place in the Northern Alliance. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And we're always excited to have on the broadcast a longtime friend of the show, uh, Karen Housley. Currently, she is a Minnesota state senator representing Senate District 39, which reaches to the uh, Forest Lake and goes down through the St. Croix River Valley down to her home in St. Mary's Point. Of course, Karen ran a terrific campaign this past year for U.S. Senator and unfortunately fell just short uh, this past November. But it's more than a silver lining that we get to keep her here in the state of Minnesota and uh, that she gets to join us now on the Northern Alliance. Uh, Karen, always great to hear from you. How are you? I am good. Thanks so much for having me, Brad. I miss you. Uh, Likewise. Uh, I know it's been a a busy time, Uh, obviously, this past year. (laughs) Crazy busy when you run for a a statewide office that... uh, Stands to reason. Uh, a month later, Karen, and you've had an opportunity re- to reflect. Uh, how are you feeling about uh, the campaign that uh, took almost a year to uh, to run? Well, I'm so sad. <laughs> of course, understandable. I'm so sad. I actually went to breakfast with Michelle Bachman, and she said it takes at least a year to get over it. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just sad for everybody in our state. Not just, not just my race, but our governor's race. Of and, course. And, what happened to uh, the House of Representatives and all of my 
suburban legislator friends. It was just, mm. it, it, yes. it's sad that the way the elections went in Minnesota in November. And so just, you know, trying to look at the whole big picture and what really happened and not placing blame on any one entity or person, but sure. figuring out how are we failing and getting our message to Minnesotans and, and where did we go wrong and how we can fix that. So, you know, it's, it's been a month of reflecting all, on all of that and talking to our campaign team and talking to um, other uh, stakeholders and, and folks around the state to see what can we do to be better in 2020. Absolutely. And of course, the evening, I, you know, we were there with our election night broadcast uh, down in uh, Bloomington, and the evening wasn't without its uh, wonderful, uh, memorable moments. Uh, you got to see your one-year-old grandson take his first steps, Karen Housley. That didn't, you didn't think you'd, something you'd be seeing during a busy campaign, and there it was. <laughs> uh, it was so fun. It kind of it brought everything into perspective, you know. like It's important. Your job is important, and but I think, you know, family is much, much more important, and God is much more important, but to see your little one-year-old grandson, he's our second grandson, take his first steps and have Glenn Stubie from the Star Tribune there to uh, yes. uh, get the photo right then. It was just like, ah, this is what I, this makes me happy. Uh, yeah, because it was kind of a bummer of a night across the board. So to see little Archer take his, his first steps was so much fun. And now I'm getting time to spend with them, too. So that's good. Absolutely. And uh, like we said, Karin, it was certainly it's certainly a bittersweet that you did not emerge victorious. But uh, the like I say, the more than good news, we get to keep here in the state of Minnesota and keep that uh, very thin one seat majority in the Minnesota Senate. It is definitely uh, perilous. And that's uh, obviously the legislative session coming up next month. Uh, we read this past week, of course, it was surplus day. This is for kind of a holiday for some of us political geeks to determine where we are in terms of the revenue collected in terms of the budget. And it turns out we have roughly a $1.5 billion budget surplus. So uh, let's raise taxes, Karen Housley. Apparently that's the DFL mantra. They're they're sticking to it uh, coming up next session. <laughs> it's never enough. Right? Oh, it's never crazy. enough. Yes. So let's take more of the hard-earned Minnesotan dollars and, and tax them more cause put a gas tax and tax this and tax that. Wait, $1.5 billion surplus. Like, that's a ton of money. That's a billion. Uh, and we even have almost $500 million in a rainy day fund. And and so, like, there is a balance when you're taking too much of Minnesota's dollars. You, you want to have a little bit right. of a rainy day fund, but you don't want to build it up so much and just keep taking more and more because, well, you know the Democrats, and this is what's scary, and thank goodness we do have a one-seat majority because – we're going to have to stop some of the ridiculous spending that they're going to want to do because they're just going to turn around and tax us more. So obviously coming up in the uh, legislative section session uh, this next month, uh, you know, we obviously have the issues as there were still there were a couple of uh, valuable tax cut bills during when you all had majority in both chambers that the, the governor either vetoed or let expire. Uh, there was a valuable infrastructure bill that uh, he also uh, vetoed as well, even though that had uh, tremendous uh, bipartisan uh, support. So obviously those are things that are still some very important issues, but nevertheless, you have incoming House Speaker Melissa Hortman, incoming Governor Tim Waltz, uh, committed to gun control, Karen Housley. This is where the one-seat majority in the Senate is really going to be important. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to talk to your colleagues in the uh, in the Minnesota Senate, but uh, some of the uh, bills that they kind of floated last session, particularly uh, the House File 3022 was one of the more draconian pieces of legislation I had ever seen. Uh, have you gotten a kind of a gauge of your colleagues uh, regarding some of these gun control issues? And uh, where do you in particular stand on it, Karen Housley? Um, there are so many issues that they're going to be throwing at us. Just, I mean, because they can, because they just have a, we have a one-seat majority, so they're going to test every single one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and And... I'm of the thought of we have we just have to enforce the gun laws that we do have, uh, and I know there's some talking points when it comes to bump stacks uh, and that sort of thing that we can look at, but I don't think we need any new gun laws. They're going to be they're going to be uh, pushing sanctuary state at us. They've, they've yes. got that coming at us. They're going to have minimum wage. They're going to have legalizing marijuana. They're going to have the gas tax. I mean, they're going to uh, every single day. I mean, get your popcorn, Brad, because it's going to be. Um, Every day they're going to be testing us on some of their far left ideas. So we got to we us, us thirty four in the Senate have to stand strong. And it's not it's not we're not going to be the party of no either. That's that's not it. I mean, we're going to look at things that are reasonable that all Minnesotans can support, not just the far radical left. But there's there's a lot more to Minnesota, and I saw it in the last ten months campaigning. Uh, there's 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 a whole there's eighty seven counties, not just two. 
So we have to look at what everybody in Minnesota wants and, and can agree upon, and not just those um, that are in power in the, on the left. I noticed recently you kind of put out a, an informal survey on your on your Facebook page, kind of asking Minnesotans what issues are resonating with them most or what issues do they consider most important. What's kind of the general feedback that you got on that, uh, Karen Housley? Um, well, it is, it's, it's towing the, the line on taxes. People, people, they expect us, one, to get our job done when we get there. They're so sick and tired of, of partisanship, and I am too. Uh, but they, they expect us to be fiscally responsible um, and to, to uh, spend their tax dollars in, in a, a reasonable way. And, I mean, toe the line on, on when it comes to taxes. And then they also, I mean, especially me and my Facebook page, uh, um, the elder care bill that didn't get passed last year when the mm. governor vetoed it. That's that right out of the gate. That's one of our priorities is to make sure that we keep our seniors safe in, in our assisted living and our senior nursing homes. Uh, it was really disappointing that the governor vetoed that. So that, that is one of the priorities that Minnesotans want us to get done. They want electronic monitoring. They want to be able to have cameras in their, in their rooms. If that's what the resident wants, they should be able to have it. And so that that's my first priority come January 8th is to make sure we can get that pill bill heard again and get it passed to the Senate and, and hopefully work with the House and get that done there, too. So have you had uh, an opportunity maybe to uh, talk to some of your uh, DFL uh, counterparts? Because obviously now that uh, on the House side, they're going to be have a, a pretty significant majority. And uh, and do you see that there is some middle ground that could be made here? Well, I haven't talked to any of them yet. <laughs> Okay. I got to tell you, Brad, I I took off uh, after the loss, and I have just been visiting all of my family that I've ignored for the last year. <laughs> uh, and, you know, my husband lives in Buffalo, so I've come out to Buffalo, uh, gone out to Buffalo a couple of times. Um, and then I took a couple of fun trips, and one of my daughter lives in Florida. But I'm sure we have our big meeting on Tuesday. I'm, I'm back in Minnesota. We have a big meeting on Tuesday. And I think that's where all of these things will get shored up. And what can we what can we work with those uh, in the house to get things done? So that will be a priority for all of us to make. You know, again, we just want to get good things done. And sure. by good things, I don't think we have to uh, keep throwing around raise taxes, raise taxes, raise taxes. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. In kind of the post mortem, uh, looking at uh, you know, as you alluded to, the uh, difficulty that our party had last election cycle, and particularly some of the first ring suburbs. I mean, it just breaks my heart. Some of the terrific people. Uh, that we mm-hmm. lost, fr- uh, mutual friends of ours. What were some of the, I mean, do, have you been kind of been able to put your finger on the pulse as to how some of those particular uh, seats fell by the wayside? Because I thought the Republicans, you know, uh, controlling the legislature the last two sessions puts forth some real substantive and, and solid legislation that for the most part was governor by, uh, vetoed by Governor Day, but that's a different story entirely. But have you personally kind of put your finger on the pulse as to why that backlash against Republicans this last cycle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I looked at it a lot uh, because we didn't hear it at the doors. We really didn't hear it at the doors. And I think it was what happened in 2016 when there was a lot of silent um, Trump supporters. I think there was a lot of silent Trump um, non-supporters mm-hmm. and that came out to vote. Sure. Uh, um, we didn't get we didn't get all of our voters out that we could have gotten out. Um, and so that that's uh, that blame falls on a lot of people, all of us as a party and all of us in the legislature and, and as a party and the delegate um, and the message. And it's kind of hard uh, to fight the, the Trump tweets. You know, that's a really, really hard thing to fight, especially uh, with sure. suburban women. And you've got all of the media, the MSNBCs, the, the uh, CNBCs and all, I mean, CNN, all of them, all of them working against Republicans and their, and that message of the Trump bashing just that's what comes into suburban living rooms, and that's what they believe. So somehow we got to come up with a message of, with all of the great things that he is getting done. It doesn't matter if you like his personality or not. The things he's getting done are really, really good, and they're working. So I think we failed in talking about the great things that are happening in the country, and that's what I think we have to get better on. And certainly that's one of the things we talked about, one of uh, President Trump's uh, key pieces of legislation that was passed, of course, was the tax cut and Jobs Act at the end of uh, at the end of last year, and how the state uh, the state of Minnesota still hasn't uh, conformed on the state level 
to that particular tax package. And obviously, uh, come tax time, we're filing our taxes. That's going to be uh, quite the bureaucratic mess, Karen Housley, if we can't get that figured out. Well, and, and that needs to be messaged, too, because that was something that, that we did get done and the governor vetoed. And, and it is mm-hmm. going to be a big mess come yep. tax time. And I, I know right now they're working on little fixes. But little fixes are just band-aids, and that's not going to fix the whole big picture. And so they, I, I hope they do work hard and we can get something done. Um, to fix that, because what the what the president and his tax and jobs bill um, did, it, it's working. You know, across the country yes. with unemployment lowest forever, um, it's working. So why in Minnesota we have to still continually block all the good things uh, is something that we have to really work hard on. Once again, we are joined by a longtime friend of the broadcast, Karen Housley. She, a Minnesota State Senator in Senate District 39, the northmost part of the district up Forest Lake area, goes down through the St. Croix River Valley to her home in uh, St. Mary's Point. Uh, Karen, if uh, people want to uh, reach out to you, uh, get in contact with you, uh, I imagine they can just go to the uh, uh, legislative website. Is that that correct? You're, You're kind of a big deal now, aren't you, in leadership and everything now, Karen Housley? I know. I got voted into leadership, and I'm very, very Very exciting, yes. It's, uh, it's good. I think uh, uh, following on, on Twitter, Karen Housley, or uh, my Facebook page, um, Karen Housley, those are the, the two best ways. Or the Minnesota Senate uh, Republican Facebook page has some good stuff, too, there. So that's the best way to get a hold of me. Thank you so much for having me. I will come back anytime live next time in person. I will hold you to that, Karen Housley, and we always appreciate the time. Uh, give my best to the family, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Thanks, Karen. All right. Thanks, Brad. Bye-bye. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. He arrived right at noon to get the toilet in shape when all of a sudden their dog Hershey escaped. And rather than stand there flat on his feet, he set down his tools and chased her down the street. He's your Benjamin Franklin plumber, and he's a true legend. 952-933-8888. Save $200 on water heaters. Dogs love warm baths, too. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. When will you take the time to think of and shop for her perfect gift? Go to Wixen Jewelers. This is the season when the highly trained Wixen staff really shines. They don't earn a commission, so they can focus all their attention on you. You'll be shocked at how easy they make it and amazed at their unmatched selection of diamonds and fine watches. You'll feel awesome knowing that you bought her exactly what she wants. Wixen Jewelers Bloomington, celebrating 30 years of making Christmas brighter. WixenJewelers.com, open every day till Christmas. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588.
Welcome back in 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Well, a little late with this particular song. This is Karin Housley's theme song. Uh, we only had her on one second, though, so we appreciate Karin's uh, appearances on the broadcast. This is Karin's theme, theme show, uh, theme song for her radio show that she had in uh, over in Stillwater for a number of years. And uh, this is what we always play for her when we have her on the show. And uh, I didn't think of it right away to uh, have this on uh, at the se- as the segment ended last time. But whatever the, whatever the case, when Karin comes in live next time, we will definitely be sure to have this song on because uh, I know she uh, – well, actually, I was going to say I know she expects it every time, but she doesn't really because when we're, when we're on and we're chatting and she and, – uh, we're coming up on the segment and this song comes on. She always looks shocked that I remembered to play the song. It's like, Karin, this is a staple. You should know this. But uh, <laughs> So we appreciate Karin uh, coming on the broadcast today, like I said. And the legislative session kicks off on Tuesday, January 8th, 2019. And, uh, whew, boy, this is going to be a contentious session. That is for certain. And uh, we got Karin on the record saying that there's really no reason for any new gun laws. And we can hope that all 34 Republicans in the Minnesota State Senate, have that mindset because that will be able to thwart any gun control efforts that the House tries to put forth. Because you know the House is going to pass some gun control bills. There's there's no question about it. And if uh, you're if you're wondering what the what the House the DFL will do uh, coming up this legislative session, just Google House File Thirty Twenty Two Linda Slocum's bill from last legislative session. Uh, you know, as I've mentioned it many times on this broadcast, uh, that Rob Dorr of the uh, the political director of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus said that that was one of the more draconian gun control bills he has ever seen. Okay, Rob has seen a few bills, and for him to make that statement shook me to my core. And for purposes of full disclosure, I'm a member of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, so obviously this is an issue uh, about which I have my uh, finger on the pulse. And there's going to be plenty of opportunities to get involved and lobby on behalf of this issue. And so stay tuned. Go to GunOwnersMN uh, or GunOwners.MN. That's GunOwners.MN. And sign up for their newsletter, email blast. Uh, donate to the caucus. I know I've uh, committed to make a monthly donation. Uh, and you'll you'll keep abreast of these uh, particular issues. And again, when I first got into radio seven, year, seven and a half years ago, first had this radio show, I never thought that I would be a strong advocate for Second Amendment rights. I mean, I believed in the Second Amendment. Don't don't misunderstand me. But when you hang around someone like my friend and colleague Mitch Berg, and he tells you how uh, things were back in the '90s and where we are right now, and the things that they've tried to do uh, as far as gun control legislation, uh, whether you whether you own a gun or not, just know that this is a legitimate litmus test for all your other rights within your civil liberties, because some of the bills that they propose uh, seem to run afoul of a lot of due process rights. And there's also, well, particularly this situation in New York State where uh, Chris Cuomo was, or Chris Cuomo, that's a CNN guy, his brother, Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, uh, he was proposing some sort of legislation to where a bank could not give loans to the National Rifle Association to allow the National Rifle Association to conduct their business. That seems to me to run afoul of the First Amendment, free speech, freedom of association. And then you're talking about declaring somebody mentally ill or mentally incompetent without any due process. You know, so much for Fourth and Fifth Amendment, Fourteenth Amendment. You know, so this ties to so many different other rights that you have that you need to pay attention. And, and a lot of people get a little too comfortable because the the gun owners have done a terrific job in playing defense, particularly in the two sessions where Democrats had complete control of Minnesota government, 2013 and 2014. They had the governor's office as well as the House and Senate, and they were going hard trying to pass gun control bills, and none of them got passed. Well, the reason being is there were a lot of outs- the majority, the Democrat majority, a good portion of it was made up by outstate DFLers. Well, outstate DFLers are a little different than the Metrocrats. Outstate DFLers are still very big on gun rights because obviously their constituency is made up of a lot of hunters, right? So they held firm. Well, the problem now is the DFL majority is made up of a lot of folks within the 494-694 corridor, first ring suburbs, okay, that are not friendly 
to gun rights. And a lot of those outstate DFLers, they're gone. They were defeated. A lot of them were sent packing in 2014 when the Republicans won a lot of those races and thus took over the majority in the House. And then, and then in 2016, Republicans took over a majority in the Senate, a, a lot of which was determined by these outstate uh, Senate races. So the demographics are different. So it's going to be a much tougher task. That's why I say if there's just one or two Republicans that are getting squishy on gun on, on gun issues, that could be an issue. And God bless him, uh, uh, Dr. Scott Jensen, who is a senator, I believe, out in the uh, Chanhass and kind of Carver County area. Uh, even though he was graded A by the Gun Owners Caucus when he filled out his 2016 survey, uh, he was kind of uh, waffling a little bit on the gun issue, saying that a lot of the mass shootings kind of made him come around on the issue a little bit. And I understand when there's when there are tragedies like that, it's going to make you take a look at what you're doing. But if you look at it commonsensically, the things that are being proposed would not have alleviated the shooting in question. Oftentimes, it's like, okay, you're proposing this in response to the shooting at Stoneman Douglas High School in February of 2018. What would have prevented it with what you're proposing right now? You know, and how is this bill going to protect other civil civil liberties? Because typically, not only do they violate your Second Amendment rights, they violate other rights, like I alluded to. So, like I say, it's going to take every effort and mobilization to get down to the Capitol to make your presence felt. And I know Democrats, they you know, leftists, they were touting all of the uh, March for Our Lives rallies. You know, that took over place over multiple cities, and there were thousands upon thousands of people showing up. They had a lot of clout. They had big money from the Bloomberg folks, as well as big name celebrities who uh, came in uh, in their limousines and were escorted out of their limousines by their armed bodyguards, and then whisked back to their limousine by their armed bodyguards. No sense of irony there, is there? And again, I'm not saying that they don't deserve armed protection. They absolutely do. But my point is, it's like someone like me can't afford armed protection. So the onus is on me to protect myself. And you're going to try to infringe upon that? So, like I said, they like to brag about the large populace that they get at these rallies, but it isn't sustained. It makes for great theatrics and it makes for great publicity, but it's basically symbolism over substance. Where the substance really happens is on the the pro-gun side where people take time away from their families and take time away from their jobs because they realize how important this is to protect these rights. And that's why I say I I can't encourage you enough to go to gunowners.mn. And I put my money where my mouth is. I've become a monthly supporter where every month I support, I give financial support. Okay? And again, go to gunowners.mn. I didn't intend to talk about this this segment, but it really kind of – uh, triggered something in me in talking to Karen about it because I'm grateful that she believes there's no need for new gun laws because there are plenty of strong laws on the books that if they're just enforced, I mean, we can go over any of the mass shootings that took place in the one-year span, 2017, 2018, and show where the bureaucratic breakdown occurred. And we could say, look, had you just followed the appropriate statutes already in place, this would have been prevented. So I don't understand how new laws are going to help when you're not even following the letter of the law as it is. So go to gunowners.mn, click on Second Amendment Defender, and find out how you can become a uh, a monthly uh, supporter and help out the Gun Owners Caucus. I've done that. I've committed to doing it. And there's going to be some big-time rallies and meetings that you're going to want to attend. And it's 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 that important. I believe it's that important. So... Uh, This whole session, it's going to be interesting. Like I say, uh, as disappointed as I was that Republicans lost control of the House and that their losing streak continued uh, statewide, particularly the governor's office, I can take heart the fact that I have have my own talk show. So it's kind of my own, I guess, my own cathartic exercise to be able to talk about this stuff. I mean, it's one, excuse me, it's one thing to write, you know, at uh, my blog, bradcarlson.org, and kind of vent that way. But here I can kind of share my thoughts here. And, you know, and it's an opportunity to hear from you, the listeners as well. That's why I encourage you to call in 651-289-4488 or weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And I go to Facebook, 
Look us up on Facebook at uh, just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and give us a like and leave comments, direct messages, whatever. Because now more than ever, it's important that we as conservatives mobilize in this state, given the makeup of the legislature and the governor's office for the uh, next two legislative sessions. That's for sure. So uh, another segment coming up right here in the broadcast, AM 12, to the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. My number two does not look like a number two. I don't know what to call it. Is there a number three? Table for four, please. Anything close to the restroom. A middle seat with these stomach problems? That's my fear of flying. Sound like you? If it does, you could be one of the many people with a digestive condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. Even if you don't know what EPI is, you might know the symptoms. Frequent diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain. If you have even just one of these symptoms, you could still have EPI because not everybody experiences EPI the same way, which is why it's so important to open up to your doctor about all your symptoms. And the good news is EPI is manageable, so don't keep a lid on it. Go to identifyepi.com, complete the symptom checker, and use it to have a conversation with your doctor. Don't keep a lid on it. Visit identifyepi.com, brought to you by AbbVie. Step into a Chet's Red Wing store this season for great gift ideas for the hard-to-shop-for person on your list. We have comfortable sheepskin slippers for men and women, as well as a variety of socks, belts, inserts, and other great accessories. Don't forget our gift cards, available in any amount. Come see us in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Visit our Chet's store in Columbia Heights for New Balance snow boots for men and women. The soul of a sneaker, the heart of a boot. Remember, if the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh, man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today, or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Rack Shack Barbecue, oh, oh, oh. You don't have to wait until you see signs of trouble to start on the path of counseling. Family Innovations Clinics are warm, safe places set apart from the bustle of activity that distracts you from what really matters. They offer counseling for individuals, couples, children, and families. Let Family Innovations help guide you through life's challenges. Located throughout the Twin Cities, Alexandria, and western Wisconsin, each counselor carries the same mission, to be the beginning of something better in you, your family, and your relationships. Online at FamilyInnovations.com. Welcome back in 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the broadcast. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also reach us via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And hey, folks, are you remember the, uh, a member of the Freedom Fan Club yet? Well, if not, why not? Because it's all the perks of a rewards card with none of the hassles. That's right, the AM1280 The Patriot Fan Club. All you need to do is go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on Fan Club for pre-sale access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. And don't forget our Book of the Month. This one sounds very fascinating. I can't wait to talk to Eric about this. Uh, our December Book of the Month is a lighthearted read entitled Donald Drains the Swamp. It is a book entitled, uh, again, Donald Drains the Swamp by Eric Metaxas. 
and Tim Ragland. Uh, Eric Metaxas has been a regular on many of our national Salem Radio Network shows, and I believe his show for a while was syndicated. I'm not sure if it still is or not. But nevertheless, uh, I look forward to the opportunity to talk to Eric. We're definitely going to have to get him on the show sometime soon. But again, go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on Fan Club, and find out all about it. And uh, there's going to be some even nicer perks coming up. Can't say much more about it, but uh, trust me, you're going to want to be a member of the Fan Club. That's uh, that's all I'm going to tell you right now. I want to move on to some other topics. You know, the one thing I've noticed about uh, being a Christian in today's political landscape is that it's almost used as a pejorative, you know, white evangelical, which I happen to be. And I don't take great offense to it because if I did, that would mean that I'm insecure about my motives or about my worldview or about how I'm interacting through the political landscape. And and I've said many a times I was disappointed with last month's elections with preferred candidates whom I wanted to, to win didn't win. I mean, Obviously, I supported all the Republican candidates who ran last month and didn't win. But while as disappointed as I was, I'm always able to take heart in the fact that that's not my true source of happiness. And yes, I said that in 2016 when the Republicans took complete control of the Minnesota legislature and they also had complete control of Washington, including the president's office. But that was tempered because obviously I was not a Trump guy didn't think that he would be an effective leader. But when he was elected, I said, okay, um, I didn't like Hillary Clinton either. But as a Christian patriot, I will pray for my leaders, just like I prayed for Barack Obama when he was president, and I prayed for George W. Bush when he was president. So the thing is, is that faith is can be under attack, and a lot of progressives get overly uh, sensitive about it, particularly when... Uh, voting is held in like a church. I mean, typically a lot of polling places are held at a church. Uh, was that a complaint, Adam, by the way? Was that a complaint? Okay. Just wanted to check. Uh, that, that's just my standard retort. If I see someone call and you don't say that they're on the line, I just say, is that a complaint? <laughs> it's all good. Appreciate it. Uh, so my point is, is that, you know, polling places are held in churches and you always get these, a lot of progressive, well, so much for church and state are holding polling places in uh in a church. And it's like, well, they're holding it in a place where you can assemble within your particular precinct, voting precinct. Okay. No, no, the government's not trying to establish a state religion. In fact, when people say church and state, separation of church and state, they, the implication is that there should be no kind of organized religion or faith uh, in politics at all, where people can't even you know, exercise a religion. And really the First Amendment says that government shall not prohibit the free exercise of religion, nor shall they mandate a state religion. Like government can't come in and say, okay, Christianity is going to be the official religion of this country. They can't do that. And you know what? I don't want them to do that. My faith is my choice. The fact that I subscribe to the Christian faith, that's my choice. I follow my heart based on many factors. Okay? That's led me to that. I just want to be able to exercise freely. And do I want to share my faith with others? Of course, but I don't want them to compel to be a part of it. And that's the key distinction here. And, uh, oh, let's see. Uh, Robert called to say Donald Trump is created by the media only being disrespectful as a response to their attacks. Yeah, well, you know, that's like I say, your mileage may vary. I don't think that you uh, the media is going to be the way they are. But giving them some sort of moral high ground, I don't know if is the best way to go about it. And I believe that's what Trump does a lot. But of course, it's kind of a proverbial tennis match because when Trump says the things he says on Twitter, often his opponents will respond with even more lunacy and vitriol. So it's 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 a fascinating tennis match to watch, that's for sure. And I would laugh if it wasn't so darn perilous for this country because I don't think it's good for the country. Again, your mileage may vary, but appreciate the comment, Robert. I I, I, I like that. But getting back to my my thought here, when I you know Steve Dace wrote a terrific piece of conservative review when talking about religion. You know, progressives, uh, contrary to popular belief, yeah, they want religion. It's called compulsory progressivism. Uh, and we'll read a little bit th- about this. And uh, Adam, I sent you a, a audio clip of Apple CEO uh, Tim Cook. I'm going to want to get to that here in a little bit. 
Uh, this is from Steve Dace at Conservative Review. Uh, so much for progressivism, progressivism's obsession with thou shalt not judge. Good, because it was always a scam anyway. The plan was always to judge and to judge harshly. But just as the devil needed to go undercover in the Garden of Eden with his old, did God really say deception? Progressives needed deceptions like tolerance and diversity for as long as it took to eat away at truth like water against a rock. Then, when the time was right, the throne could be usurped for good in broad daylight. The final act of this play, of that play is upon us now. We need not guess at it. Men and women like Apple CEO Tim Cook are taking to their pulpits with a megaphone and promising the great unwashed their own version of Thus Saith the Lord. Cook used the occasion of the Anti-Defamation League's first-ever Courage Against Hate Award uh, to preach. And Adam, if we got that uh, audio clip ready, it is uh, Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. Perhaps most importantly, it drives us not to be bystanders bystanders as hate tries to make its headquarters in the digital world. At Apple, we believe that technology needs to have a clear point of view on this challenge. There is no time to get tied up in knots. That's why we only have one message for those who seek to push hate, division, and violence. You have no place on our platforms. Okay, pause it right there. Pause it right there. Pause it right there. We have only one message for those who seek to push hate, division, and violence. You have no place on our platforms. Now, you, you read that sentence and you hear that spoken, and it's like, okay, that's common sense. You know, we, we don't want people on this platform that are going to push racial division or introduce concepts that might be harmful to children or vulnerable adults or whatever. And and that seems on the surface to be a very common sense directive, if you will. But where I'm concerned is how hate is just so quickly thrown around as a word, which means to the people throwing it around, well, you disagree with my worldview. You're a hater. And I'll give you an example. I mean, the same-sex marriage issue. A lot of people say, well, you know, same-sex marriage, law of the land. The Supreme Court ruled in 2015 that any state constitutional amendment that defines marriage strictly between man and woman is therefore unconstitutional, and therefore, therefore by judicial fiat, it's now the law of the land. And I'm not going to get into the legalese of it. That's a whole different other segment to get into. But the point is, yeah, it is the law of the land. Same-sex adults are allowed to, to be married. That, that's true. But guess what? There are still people of faith or people of traditional values who say that marriage should be just between a man and a woman. And they may even cite psychological studies that say the nuclear family is is much better for development, healthy mental development of children. Okay? And people who cite those studies and people who cite biblical principles, people who cite scripture where homosexuality is a sin and therefore same-sex marriage is, is an abomination, they would be called haters. Full stop. It's like there can be no nuance anymore. Because it's the law of the land, we can apparently no longer discuss these issues. Kind of like abortion. Many people still find abortion morally reprehensible. And by the way, don't you love that argument? It's like, no one should be able to decide a woman's reproductive choice or re- woman's reproductive rights or woman's health care, i.e. abortion, you know, if they've never had to give birth, you know, because they're talking about all the, it's a, the male-dominated Supreme Court. What they always conveniently leaved out is uh, in 1973, when Roe versus Wade was made the law of the land, how many females were on the Supreme Court then? Zero. So you're perfectly okay for males deciding a, a, a woman's right to uh, choose then. But not now? Hmm. So my point is, is that there, you, you throw out statements like this, who is the moral arbiter that gets to determine what hate is? I, there are some pretty empirical aspects of hate. No question about it. Judging somebody by the color of their skin or committing violence against somebody because of the color of their skin or because 
they're a vulnerable adult or because or committing violence against a, a, a child just because they're because you can impose your stronger physical will on a child or uh, or a vulnerable adult or whatever. Yeah, those are those seem to be pretty concrete examples of hate. But is it going to stop there? No, we've already seen evidence it's not going to. You can't you for goodness sakes, you can't even ask questions about climate change. Nope, climate change scientists have spoken, the science is solid, it's the law. We need to we need to start taking uh, action against it, no question about it. Doesn't matter whether you believe it or not, it's empirical. It's it, you, government needs to take action. You you can't even say, well, wait a minute. What about the 1970s where we were worried that we were in a global cooling crisis, and now you say that the temperature has risen by 0. 0.001 degrees, and that's a threat to the planet in, in two years? And what about Al Gore back in 2006 said in 10 years we're going to pass a point of no return? Well, here it is 12 years later, and it doesn't feel like we've passed a point of no return. So what about this? And you can't even ask those questions anymore. So that's that's the thing. When you have progressivism determining what is hateful and what isn't, um, that seems to expand to a pretty wide variety of subjects to the point where it's progressivism is going to be the religion, the letter of the law. Uh, play the rest of that segment. I think we only got about a minute left with this particular segment. You have no home here. From the earliest days of iTunes to Apple Music today, we have always prohibited music with a message of white supremacy. Oh, 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 stop right there, stop right there, stop right there. Good, I'm glad you did. Uh, What about some of these tunes where some of these hip-hop artists say denigrating things about women and promote drug use? Well, it's just entertainment, it's just a song. Well, wait a minute, it's not just entertainment anymore. Kevin Hart, unavailable for comment. Right? So white supremacy, hey, I don't want to hear music like that. I'm not interested in hearing music like that. But guess what? I'm not going to say that we should outright ban it. I just say it's unadulterated crap. It's garbage. I'm not going to listen to it. Like the music where they talk, where they say denigrating things about women and simulating awful things about women or songs like what Snoop Dogg puts out about fantasizing about assassinating President Trump. Is that going to still be allowed on these platforms? So pick up where we left off. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. And as we showed this year, we won't give a platform to violent conspiracy theorists on the App Store. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. My friends, if we can't be clear on moral questions like these, then we've got big problems. At Apple, we are not afraid to say that our values drive our curation decisions. And why should we be? Doing what's right, creating experiences free from violence and hate, Experiences that empower creativity and new ideas is what our customers want us to do. I believe the most sacred thing that each of us is given is our judgment, our morality, our own innate desire to separate right from wrong. Choosing to set that responsibility aside at a moment of trial Oh, just uh, I want to last second. Just keep going. Trial is a sin. Okay, stop right there. Okay, choosing to set that responsibility aside at a moment of trial is a sin. Creepy. Beyond creepy. They're getting to determine what is sin instead of what is empirical sin. And what is in the Holy Bible, ironically enough, many of them would call hateful rhetoric because they lay out what empirical is actual sin is so uh, again this is a private corporation private business going to conduct how, what, business and whatever they want I'm a big fan of freedom of association but these are also people that are going to probably run for office and try to put forth laws like this so that's how it starts 651-289-4488 is the number to call you can also weigh in via twitter hashtag narn show hashtag n-a-r-n show Brad Carlson coming up with one final short segment on the broadcast go nowhere 
1280 The Patriot. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Hi, we're here with Alexander Green, four-time best-selling author and chief investment strategist of the Oxford Club. Alex is a stock-picking legend. He calls six of the best stocks of the past 20 years, including Apple, Intuitive Surgical, Netflix, Varian, Amazon, and Celgene. Now, Alex, I understand you're targeting a new stock. Yes, it's a cutting-edge tech company making blockbuster deals. I'm talking about $450 million with Nokia, $395 million with Microsoft, and a $29.2 billion deal with Apple. The company is set to create 50,000 new jobs right here in America, and Donald Trump himself even calls what they're doing the eighth wonder of the world. Yet you've likely never even heard of it because this $3 stock trades under a secret name. Alex just got on stage in front of a packed crowd to talk about this secret stock, and you can see his free presentation at OneStockRetirement.com. Don't wait on this. We expect the stock to make big national news on December 17th. Go to OneStockRetirement.com now. This is going to be the best holiday ever. Sure, I maxed out a couple of credit cards and overdrew a bank account or two, but they're not mine. They're yours. All that online shopping and booking travel you do around the holidays, it can leave you exposed. Yay! Now I have passwords, account info, social security numbers, hundreds of them. I got more lists than Santa. (sighs) It truly is the most wonderful time of year. For cyber criminals, the season of giving is the season of taking. Good thing there's LifeLock with Norton. LifeLock helps detect threats to your identity like your information for sale on the dark web. And Norton Security protects your devices against cyber threats like malware. No one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But thanks to LifeLock with Norton, you don't have to let cyber criminals unhappy your holidays. Get an additional 15% off your first year. Go to LifeLock.com now and use promo code SMART. That's promo code SMART to save 15%. According to Google, a local business owner like you needs to spend at least 15 hours a week to optimize their online search campaigns. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, introducing you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Let Salem Surround maximize your SEO and SEM campaigns so you can run your business. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. All right, back in to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on the broadcast with me, Brad Carlson, the closer. Thanks as always for tuning in. I want to finish up the broadcast. You know, it's kind of ironic that uh, the uh, Democrats, they were touting their diversity last election cycle. And, you know, on the surface, there's no question that the Congress, upcoming Congress, is very diverse. You have 124 women, 55 uh, blacks, 43 Latinos, and 15 Asians. I'm citing the source from Star Parker at the, the Daily Signal. And, you know, from a racial, cultural, gender standpoint, yes, Democrats are much more diverse than the Republicans. There's no question about that. And the Republicans need to do a, a better job on that. But this idea that that is the be-all, end-all, and that's the only way to be to have effective governance is laughable. Because what good is diversity if you're all walking in lockstep with the same mindset? And then this kind of uh, wraps into what I was talking about the last segment, where you have Apple CEO... Uh, Tim Cook saying that they want to deplatform people that don't think the right way. And they get to be the moral arbiters of what hate is. And yet Democrats are talking about, well, look at this, uh, look at this d- diverse party. We're much more diverse. Uh, the Republicans are kind of like a blockbuster video in a Hulu world. They're uh, just an old white uh, misogynist party. And, you know, on the surface, yeah, unfortunately, the Republicans, they suffered a lot of losses of minority candidates at the at the national level. And here in Minnesota, there were a lot of terrific women legislators, Republican women legislators, uh, Roz Peterson, Regina Barr, Kelly Fenton, 
Kathy Lomer, uh, Anna Wills, terrific legislators that were defeated. And it was unfortunate. But it had nothing to do with the fact that they're women. They were great legislators that happen to be women. And that's what I'm looking for is I'm looking for someone, and I've said it 100 times on the on the show, if you're someone who supports limited government, uh, less regulation, lower taxes, strong defender of civil liberties, I, I'm, your, I'm your strongest supporter. As long as you're eligible to run for office, I don't care what gender you are, don't care what race you are, don't care what faith you are. Okay? It's just as simple as that. And Star Parker at the Daily Signal kind of uh, bounced off that a little bit, where she says it takes a certain blindness to miss the irony in these politicians of the left who call for honoring and empowering individuals and choose to do this by making them less less free. They claim to enhance individual dignity by expanding government to dictate our health care, how we save and retire, our relationships with our employer, how and what we can say to others and what they can say to us and just about every detail of our private lives and decisions. How has it become so lost in our country that the way we dignify individuals is by believing in them, by granting them freedom to take responsibility for their own life? And she's exactly right because, like I said, it's all about diversity of thought. I mean, look at how conservative women are impugned. I mean, Karen Halsey just mentioned that she had lunch recently with Michelle Bachman. Look at look at some of the stuff that was said about her. Now, I know Michelle Bachman said some kooky things that I can't defend, but my gosh, the response to some of the things she said, way disproportional. Or Tim Scott, the first black senator in South Carolina, happens to be a Republican. Look how he's impugned constantly. So diversity is good as long as you walk in lockstep with the progressive agendas, I guess the overarching message here, ladies and gentlemen, I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Again, uh, go to our Facebook page. Just do a search on Facebook for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Like our page, and we'll keep you updated on all the things going on with the Narn, whether it's the show or any events and whatnot else. And follow AM twelve eighty, the Patriot dot com as well. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. One last call for alcohol So finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay This is Michael Medved here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service to help folks maximize their Medicare benefits and save money. The enrollment period for Medicare has already started. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go at a Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. It's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare service is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. The deadline for enrollment is just days away, so you need to act now. Call 800-735-8803. 800-735-8803. 800-735-8803. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. And just for being a loyal Patriot listener, I'll waive your first initial cleaning fee. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. 
With new rates of autism reaching record levels of 1 in 36 American children affected, finding ways to raise money for families and creating autism awareness has never been more important. Children with Autism Deserve Education, or CADE, is always exploring new ways to do just that. They're volunteer-based and a Minnesota 501c3 nonprofit. Through various awarded monetary grants, ranging from $500 to $4,000, and ongoing supportive activities to fundraise, CADE is constantly looking to expand its ability to positively impact the over 1.5 million American lives affected by autism. The organization provides funding to families for innovative autism technology, specialized medical treatment, educational therapy, college assistance, and more. In addition, a small portion of the funds raised are given to support autism research. One of their signature events is their annual Autism 5K on Lake Calhoun, which will be held on Saturday, May 19th. For more information on the foundation or the race, please visit childrenwithautism.org. Happy holidays from Children with Autism Deserve Education. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.